Pastor Michelle Donatien coming to you from Michelle Donatien Ministries. And I want to encourage you with a fresh word from the Lord today. To Jesus be all the praise. It's Pastor Michelle Donatien here and welcome to the Thursday, October 22nd, 2020 edition. I am so excited to be here with you and I hope and pray that you have been looking for the wonderful blessings of God in your life because they're everywhere. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Today's episode is going to be about the joy of your salvation. What is it? Stay tuned to hear more. Well, I'm really excited to be here with you today. I hope and pray that you've really enjoyed your day today in the Lord. And we're going to be talking. We're going to get started breaking this down, the joy of your salvation. What does it mean? Who? What? Is there a what? Is there a who? Well, I come to say that the joy of my salvation is the Lord Jesus Christ. The joy of my salvation is the Lord Jesus Christ. And when he is not there, when I don't have my focus on him, then what? is the point. That is a really good thought. Don't you think? What is the point? If the joy of your salvation is Jesus and you don't wake up every day excited, something's missing. And listen, we've all been there. I've been there myself where I've said, and I didn't even realize it, but where I've said, what happened? What's going on? See, serving the Lord Jesus Christ is exciting and wonderful. It gives us joy. But I want to tell you, if you're not feeling that excitement about serving him and that joy, then you really need to go and look at your own heart. And I say that in the most loving way I possibly can. But I say that in a very upfront and very real way because something's wrong if you're not feeling this joy. Your salvation is beautiful. The ser- serving Jesus is something that we should be excited about. There should be wonder in our eyes when we wake up and we remember, wow, I get to serve the Lord again today. What is he going to do in my life? Lord, what, what, what's your plan for today? That only comes from spending time with him. It only comes from spending time with him. And I'll repeat it again. (sighs) Well, I don't think I need to. I think you get it. Spending time with him is where we are restored. Psalms 51, chapter 12, or Psalms 51, verse 12, excuse me, was when David had fallen away. David, well, well, you can't say he fell away, but David had sinned with Bathsheba against the Lord. And Nathan, the prophet came, you know, we just read about this a couple of days ago in scripture. And, um, Nathan, the prophet came and told him what he did. Not like David didn't know, but David somehow had turned his heart. He had hardened his heart and his heart was hardened. And so he was making up all kinds of ways to get himself out of trouble. But in verse 12, Psalm 51, verse 12, read it with me. And it says, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. He's talking to the Lord. He's saying, give me back my joy. Now I come to say that the Lord Jesus is our joy. He is our joy. And if we have the Lord Jesus, then we have an excitement. We have a wonderment. Wonderment is a good word, isn't it? 
we're like little children, like what's gonna happen next? When I was a kid, and I still love this, but when I was a kid, the night before the first day of school was filled with wonderment and excitement. I would be so excited that I couldn't sleep. I was more excited than you could possibly know. And I love learning. I still to this day, when it is fall before school starts, even when my daughter was school age, my daughter is is an adult now, but she's almost 30. But when she was a school age student, the beginning of school was always so exciting to me. I was filled with wonderment. I couldn't wait to go find, go buy school supplies. I couldn't wait for the, to buy new books. Uh, when she was in elementary school, she went to public school. And so it was just a matter of buying school supplies. And then she went to a private school for a few years. And so we would pay for the books and buy her new school clothes. And I was excited. And then in high school, I homeschooled her. And so I had to buy all the books and all the school supplies. And we didn't really have to worry about new school clothes because, you know, she was at home. And um, as long as she had, you know, clean clothes, you, you know what I'm saying? I don't have to explain that. But I was excited. I was so excited when I bought the volume of books that we used for her high school career. Oh, it was exciting. I had such wonderment and enchantment and excitement. That's what we should feel and even more about serving Jesus. He said, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Jesus is our first love. If you're not remembering that, if you're not excited and feeling that, then I say to you, go back to your first love. Remember, Jesus is the whole purpose. He's the whole reason. We love him and he's so wonderful. I want to take you to the scripture, John chapter 14, verse 15, John chapter 14, verse 15. And this is a really exciting scripture because there's so much in here. As I was even studying before I was, you know, as I was preparing this, I was just like, Lord, there's so much I want to say, but I only have a short time to say it because I just want to share with you I want to give you a gift. That's really what I, my, 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 my joy is, to give you a gift every day. I wish I could come to each and every one of you and give you a hug or a kiss on the cheek or, you know, I don't know, cook a meal for you to show you that I love you. And I mean that, but I can't. Some of you I'll never see until heaven. Some of you I may get the wonderful privilege of meeting in person one day. But whether or not I do until heaven, this is my gift to you. I know what a blessing it has been to me for men and women of God to share the word of God and to talk to me about the things of God. And so this is why I come to you with this gift, because I know, I know what an encouragement it is. I know what a blessing it is firsthand. When I was a single, a young single mom, and now I'm, I'm a single mom still, but I'm, my daughter is an adult. I told you she's 26 years old now. She'll be 30 in a couple of years. I always jump from 26 to 30 and I don't do it. She thinks I do it to tease her, but I really don't. I automatically have done that. I don't know why, but she'll be 27 next year. But the point is she's an adult, you know, she's an adult. And I'm not raising little children right now, you know, but when I was raising my daughter, I had a rough time. It was tough. We had a lot of challenges, but the Lord was there the whole way. See, I was a young mother. I was a 17, I was a 17 year old pregnant teenager, 18 years old. I had my daughter. I was not a Christian 
And so when I was 19 and a half or 20 years old, I became a Christian. I didn't grow up in a Christian home, so I didn't have a Christian example in my house to look at. I mean, I had my parents who loved me dearly, but they were not Christians, so there's no way for them to have raised me as a Christian. And so I really didn't know what I was doing except for what I saw other Christian families doing. And I, re- I would listen to this one particular broadcast, and I still think of it to this day. And if I ever were, was able to meet the gentleman who was the head of this ministry, I would thank him so much because I don't know if he even knows just what a blessing those broadcasts were to many of us. It was called Focus on the Family. Now, it's since been taken over by another president. Um, Jim Daly is the president now, and I don't listen to Focus on the Family, and I won't go into all the reasons why. I don't want to go into the reasons. But at the time when I greatly depended on it, Dr. James Dobson was the CEO, or president. President is the right word. He was the president of it. And I can't tell you, I listened to, they were basically podcasts. It was on the radio and I would go online and listen to it or I would listen to it in the car and I would never miss those radio broadcasts. Never miss even one. Every one of them blessed me. There were such wonderful snippets of information and there was real life application, which is what I needed. I'm a practical person and I like to give practical information, things that you can hold on to and that you can apply to your life. And as a brand new baby Christian, I didn't know how to apply the word of God. Now I've since grown in the word, but you see, or grown in the Lord, I should say, but we all need the older men and the older women. The Bible tells us this to help and to teach the younger men and the younger women, whether it be younger in age or younger in maturity. So I'm here to give you this gift and I hope and pray that it blesses you as much as I've been blessed throughout the years by those people, men and women of God who blessed me. So John chapter 14, verse 15, and here's what it says. And this to me is really amazing. Jesus is Jesus is no, you know, unsmart person. That's that's a terrible way to say it, but sometimes people just don't give Jesus the credit that he is due. Jesus is 100 when he was on the earth, he was 100% man and 100% God and he still is in heaven. How amazing is that? I warn you, don't try to wrap your mind around that because I've tried, many of us have tried and it's impossible, but it's scripture. So we can trust it, we can believe it because it's scripture. So when he was on this earth, he said many things and he would say them understanding just how people think because he was 100% man and 100% God. And this is something that I love. And this is what he said in verse 15, John chapter 14, verse 15. If you love me, keep my commandments right there. That is very, very plain, very specific, isn't it? If you love me, keep my commandments. And then we go on and he says in another scripture, let me go back. Let me go on. Okay. He says in verse 23, Jesus, okay. In verse 22, Judas saith unto him, not Iscariot, Lord, how is it that thou wilt manifest manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. So he says it again. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. 
So obey my commandments. If you love me, obey my commandments. This is what he says. This is what he says. Keep my commandments. Keep my words. It amazes me. But it's all about our love for him. That's what it's about. Our love for him. So today what I come to you with is this. Keep your eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, you may not know exactly how to do that. I'm going to give you a practical application here because this is what I would like. This is what I always need. I need to know how do I apply your word, Lord God? How do I apply it to my life? Because the Bible is not just stories. The Bible is, the second level of the Bible is God's plan for my life. Okay, there are many levels, but the second one is God's plan for my life. There's seven levels. Many rabbis teach, many Jewish rabbis teach that. And um, we're not going to go into all those levels, but the second one is what is God's plan for my life? And another level is seeing Jesus in every single scripture in the Bible. Now that is an amazing thing because the Lord Jesus was always there. The Bible says in the beginning was God, was the word, excuse me. In the beginning was the word. Hallelujah. In the beginning, John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things, I'm going to stop right there. I mean, you know that scripture and you hear what I'm saying. The Lord Jesus has always been here. He was not missing from scripture in the Old Testament. How do you think that the saints that didn't have Jesus, who the saints that became Christians that were looking for the Messiah before Jesus came, how do you think they found the Messiah? It was all in scripture. It's all in the Old Testament, the New Testament. There's such rich, rich, richness in the word of God. I was talking to a student today. Before I close, I'm going to share this story with you. I was talking to a student today, and he's a pretty new student. And uh, some of you know I teach English as a second language. I do it by trade, if you will. And uh, I don't know why I say that, but why I said that today wasn't necessary to tell you. But, you know, I've been doing this. I love it because I love my students. And so I, I told him I was a Christian. He, he, the first few classes what I, what, that I teach my students or where I teach my students is we get to know each other. So I'll tell them to think of a list of 10 questions. They ask me the 10 questions I answer. I ask them those same 10 questions. And it's just a fun way to get to know someone on a personal level. Things that they're very curious about me, or curious um, about in me, you know, it's always nice to know those same things that, uh, things about them. And so anyway, uh, he asked me, you know, I think he asked me what, what, I don't remember if he asked me what do I like to do or what's my hobby. I think it was what's my hobby. And I told him I like to read. And my favorite book to read is the Bible. I love to read the Bible. I don't really read many other books. And, um, um, and the reason is because when I was a, a new Christian, I found all these wonderful Christian books to read and they had all these great things, but I was neglecting the word of God. And so I made a decision and said, if I'm going to spend time reading the word, and if I don't have a lot of time, which I think many of us can say that at times, many of us can rearrange our time, but many of us truly, uh, you know, we really want to use our time wisely. And the way I see it is like this. If I'm going to use my time to read, it's very important that I read the Word of God. 
And so I don't have enough time to read novels and fiction if I should be reading the Word of God. So I spend my time reading the Word of God rather than taking that time away. I don't think I explained that very well. Let me explain it like this. Hopefully I made it clear, but if not, I'll explain it like this. I don't see the point. In fact, I think it's unwise for me to waste my time reading books that are talking about God when I can read the Word of God and get to know Him personally. I think that was much better said. (laughs) So as we close today in prayer, I want you to remember, keep your eyes on Jesus Christ. Do what I just said that I do. Spend time reading his word where you actually get to know the Lord yourself rather than hearing other people's testimony and other people's revelation of what he's shown them. Get it for yourself. That's how you walk the word, walk out the word of God. That's how he becomes your first love. You're spending time with him. You're not spending time hearing about him. It's like you're in school. Imagine when you were in school and there was a popular kid and everybody knew about the popular kid, whoever that kid was, I don't know. And you knew about the popular kid because everybody did, but you didn't know that popular kid personally unless you had a relationship with that popular kid. And I'm using that because I don't know why that was just the first example that I thought of. But when you know the Lord Jesus Christ, it's very different from than hearing about him from someone else. It's like the rumor mill. You hear about that popular kid and they tell you things that may or may not be true. But until you talk to that person, you really don't know for sure. And it's the same with the Lord Jesus Christ. When you get to know him, you're spending time with him. Boy, that'll change your life. That'll change your life. So I hope that you've been blessed by this word today. Share this with your friends. Glory be to God. I love you all dearly. And also know this about me. I'm working on, working on getting these things in order. And when I say these things, I mean, it is my greatest desire to have this podcast to you at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I believe that's the right time that it really should be that time. It's been a bit tough starting this back up in season three with work and other ministry responsibilities, but I'm working on it and I think I've got things down to a science. So continue to pray for me, but know that I'm praying for you and the Lord God will show me, he gives me wisdom. So I do say though that I apologize to you because I'm a woman of my word and I want you to be able to count on this. So tomorrow morning, you're going to hear from me at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, but do share this with your friends. And I hope my transparency is a blessing to you because none of us are perfect, but we do want to live a life in excellence. And excellence means being a woman or a man of your word. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for each and every one that is here today. Lord, at the sound of my voice, I ask you to touch each one. Give them a refreshing touch, Lord God. Touch each of us, each of us, Lord God, afresh and anew. We love and honor you. We give you all the praise, Lord God. Hallelujah. Then I also lift the persecuted church, Lord God, up. Right now, I'm going to just open my book here. Excuse the wrestling. Lord God, we just come before you today. And we come before you today looking at uh, praying for the people of God. I'm just opening up my my list here, my friends. I forgot to get that out. I want to make sure that I do this. All right. So, 
Bhutan and the Russian Federation. Heavenly Father, we come before you and we lift up the Christian people in Bhutan and in the Russian Federation. We lift them up before you in Jesus' name because they need our prayer, Lord, in the name of Jesus. They're being persecuted in these countries and we know you love them. So right now, we pray right now for believers in the country of Bhutan who violate the anti-conversion law by leaving the Buddhist faith. We pray, Lord God, that efforts to persecute Christians in Bhutan will actually strengthen and unite those people of God, Lord. We know what you, what your Christians, what your people have said. They've told us. I've seen the interviews. I've heard it out of their own mouths. That they say, we're not praying that the persecution will stop. We're praying that the Lord God will strengthen us, that we may get through it, and that we may serve the Lord with even more joy and with more gladness. So, Lord God, we pray that for them right now. Hallelujah. We pray, Lord God, for the Christian converts who face strong pressure from family, friends, and neighbors to recant their faith. We pray, Lord, that they might be strengthened when facing persecution. Lord God, we lift up the Christians in Bhutan and we pray that you will soften the hearts of their communities and make them receptive to the gospel. Father God, we lift up those in the Russian Federation that the government, we ask you to move in the government, that it will cease imposing legislation that restricts religious activity. We pray, Lord God, for the safety of the church members when they are arrested and interrogated by the police. And we pray, Lord God, that the suspicion of Protestants who receive support from foreign organizations won't hinder the process of new churches receiving their official registration from the government. Heavenly Father, we come before you right now lifting them up because we know you love them and we do too. You said that we are to share one another's burdens, that we are supposed to bear one another's burdens. So we lift the Christian men and women of God up around the world that are being persecuted. And we ask you to strengthen them, Lord God, give them strength and give them boldness like never before to preach your gospel. We give you all the praise and glory and honor in the name of Jesus. And Lord God, the last thing I say to you today is I plead the precious blood of Jesus over your sweet people that are listening right now and even those Christians that we just prayed for, Lord. I plead the blood of Jesus over their homes and their properties, over their families, over their jobs and their ministries and their businesses and their uh, realms of influence and their finances and over every relationship that you've endured, that you've, uh, uh, that you've put in their lives, Lord God. I ask you to enlarge their territories. I plead the blood of Jesus over everything that you've ordained for them to have and over all their realms of influence. Lord, touch each one afresh and anew. Illuminate your word. Enlighten their hearts that they may walk, hallelujah, in the joy of their salvation. In Jesus' precious name, we thank you and praise you. And all God's people said, Amen. Sweet people of God, there's one more thing that I want to add and share with you today, and that is the prayer meeting. Now, some of you follow me on social media, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, Periscope and YouTube, and some of you don't, and that's okay. But every Thursday, we have a prayer meeting every Thursday, and I want to invite you personally to join us. You can find me on Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, or Periscope. And all you need to do is put in my name, Michelle Donatian, or you can put in Michelle Donatian Ministries. And we're going to go before the Lord today in unity. God bless you. I love you. Bye-bye.
Well, sweet people of God, I want to thank you so much for joining me here today. Tune in tomorrow for a new and fresh word from the Lord for you. This is Pastor Michelle Donatian signing off. God bless you and to Jesus be all the praise.